Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, there are a lot of cultural issues tearing at the heart of America. And it's a wide range from free speech to abortion, LGBTQ rights, transgender participation in women's sports, religious liberty, and on and on and on. And the question, besides the specifics of each of those issues that we could spend hours and hours on, we have to take a look at how we have those conversations, which is every bit as important as what we have those conversations about. So how do we turn down the heat? How do we get rid of the divisive rhetoric? How do we have a, a higher level, more approachable debate in a better way that ultimately will lead to better outcomes? That's the real key. And in order to do that, again, we have to kind of look at it in just a little bit different kind of way. Now, really interesting, earlier this week, Utah Governor Spencer Cox had some, Cox had some interesting things to say. Uh, about these issues when he spoke to the Washington Post. He was part of one of their dialogue series there with the Washington Post. And Governor Cox said that Utah has has come very far on some of today's social issues in how we have those conversations. I do believe that there is a change that is happening, and, and I think it's an important change um, that, that helps us understand that, that we, you know, you know we, we are all children of, of a God, that we are all brothers and sisters, that we, we love each other, and, and that one of our primary duties and purposes is to help care for everyone, especially those who feel marginalized or, or, or different. And uh, I, I am certainly seeing more of that. Um, I was uh, I was very grateful. Um, I, you you have reported on this, but uh, all four members uh, of, of the House of Representatives and Congress from the state of Utah, uh, all four Republicans voted um, to uh, to support same sex marriage, which uh, which was very different than a, a vote that would have been taken ten years ago. And, and I think that's really what this is about. It's it's about um, the, the the second great commandment to love our our neighbors to love others, uh, and and that's that's something that I certainly believe in, and it's something I've been I've been trying to to focus on for for many years, um, making space for everyone in our state to feel like they belong here, and and certainly we're we're trying to do that. We're we're not perfect. Uh, I'm not perfect. We're not there yet, but I, I think we've made great strides. And I think if you talk to anybody from the LGBTQ community here in the state of Utah, they would they would say that Utah has come a long ways on on these issues. Governor Cox went on to talk about uh, with the Washington Post uh, how Utah has tried to be a model in terms of how we have those conversations. 
when we came together, we had the religious community. And by the way, not just the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, formerly known as the Mormons, uh, but, but also religious leaders from many denominations that, that came together to work with our LGBTQ community. And, and we passed this a signature bill um, that, that did preserve and, and, and enhance uh, the, the, the rights of faith-based institutions and, and, and believers in, in our state. So, so protecting that piece um, of, the, uh, 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 of the First Amendment that is so critical to all of us, but also supporting and putting in protections specifically in the areas of, of housing and employment um, protections for the, uh, the LGBTQ community. And we, we set that up really as a model for the nation. Our hope was, uh, again, at a very divisive time when, when these discussions were happening in, in Arkansas and Indiana um, and, and certainly at the national level, that this could be a model for, for the rest of the nation. Um, unfortunately, that, that hasn't been the case. Uh, there, uh, there is an effort in Arizona right now to pass something similarly. There, there has been some proposed legislation in Congress that would do the same thing. Um, I think it makes perfect sense. It's worked very well here, and both sides would tell you that. And that was uh, Spencer Cox, uh, Governor, talking uh, with the Washington Post uh, on their conversation. And one more thing I want to get to that uh, the governor touched on uh, as we look at kind of this model for how we go about uh, engaging, collaborating, getting to solutions and positive outcomes is really the key. One of the things that Governor Cox uh, focused on with the Washington Post was around an issue like immigration. Uh, he talked about some of the factors that feed into our division and that we really do need to have a shift to get past some of the current wars so we can actually solve the problems and get the right results. There's so many of these other areas where we're not that far apart and, and either side being willing to just give a little bit, we can, we can solve you know, 90% of our problems and, and really build bonds that, that bring Republicans and Democrats together. Now, the question is, why, why can't this happen anywhere else? And certainly we're seeing threads of this in Utah as well. Uh, but it, it's um, the incentive structure just historically, recently, I guess, has not been there for, for politicians, unfortunately. Um, we, we tend to do better and get elected by, um, by demagoguing, by othering um, people who disagree with us, uh, by, by applying a purity test to, uh, to people in each party, uh, trying to kick people out who disagree on anything. And, uh, and it's leading to this place where we are as divided as a nation as we've been uh, probably since, uh, since the uh, 1860s. And it, it's leading to, um, to, to some failures and, and inability to solve real problems that are affecting people's lives. And we lament that. We're hoping that we can be different in Utah. Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not, but we're certainly trying. I think one of the important things that the governor said right there was the incentive structure. Uh, the incentive structure uh, has become far too heavily loaded on performative, wild, crazy, extreme uh, that gets rewarded with clicks and hits and headlines and cable news appearances. And as we always say with our kids, don't reward bad behavior. And that goes back to we the people. Do we continue to reward bad behavior? And, and whether that bad behavior is coming from a, a politician, an elected official, or whether that's coming from a media source, uh, we, we can't just keep going and clicking and giving the clicks and the likes and all of those things and the donations if it's a, if it's a political organization. 
We can't keep rewarding the bad behavior. And I think that's one of the things that Governor Cox was trying to point out is, look, the incentive structure is all backwards. And so we shouldn't be surprised that we're getting more extreme language, more inflammatory language, more weaponizing of words because we keep rewarding it because it drives up ratings or because it gets to clicks and likes on social media or that headline leads you to a place where you can make a donation to your favorite political cause. Uh, All of that is bad behavior that we keep rewarding as citizens. And so, yes, we do need to expect more from elected officials and leaders, to be sure. And we got to do our part, too. And if we're not willing to do that, then we shouldn't be surprised that we keep getting the same results. So we got to change the game. we got to change the dynamic. And uh, I do think that uh, Governor Cox uh, represented the state very well with the Washington Post on that conversation uh, about how do we do that? How do we dial it down just a little bit? How do we shift the conversation? How do we get to collaboration uh, by not having to abandon? Again, we just have to reject this fake fight, false choice stuff. Uh, so much of what we're being served up is it's either this or that. And I don't know about you, my life doesn't work that way. It's never this or that. There's a whole host of things in between that you can navigate, negotiate, and you can get to better results. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk Twinkies, fried froth, and the nutrition the nation needs. Find out what that's all about coming up next. Stick around. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 